Welcome to Fate and Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And this is a podcast where we watch two similar bad movies and then talk about which one is better. And this week is probably the most spur of the moment one that we've done so far. Yeah, I think we did. We decided and then just went and watched them within an hour or so. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking about which is funny. I don't remember why we started talking about it? I remember why we started talking about it, and it has to do with last week's podcast. So in last week's podcast, and we forgot to talk about this in the podcast, but at the end of the 1993 Three Musketeers movie, uh, there yeah. was this. A uh, ridiculous song that played over the credits, <laughs> which was a, a, a uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for when a bunch of people come together and sing together? Yeah, it's like a super group type thing or a medley of some Not kind. Not a medley, I know it, but... I can't think of the word you're looking for. Yeah, it was... It ensemble was a, song? Ensemble. Yes, it was ensemble piece by Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and I don't even remember the... Oh, Sting! And Sting. Sting. And yeah, it so was, the, the Brian Adams thing made you think of... Yes, and it was a song <clears throat> that was specifically written and designed to sound like the Robin Hood theme song, Everything I Do. Uh, I Do also It For Brian You. Brian Adams. Yes, which was Brian Adams. So... It, so it was, popular. except it was, was a really to reclaim his. Yeah, except the Three Musketeers glory. version was a really bad version of it. But then it made me listen to the "Everything I Do, I Do It For You" song, and then that got stuck in my head for like three days. <laughs> so then I really wanted to watch Robin Hood. So then I said, "Well, there why don't we this just crappy one that we haven't seen?" Yes, exactly. I said, "Why don't we just go ahead and do." Uh, an episode on two Robin Hood movies because, as it turns out, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves from 1991 is uh, is not a critically acclaimed movie. Right. So I it's was also like, interesting because it's a pretty similar gap. Instead of 93 to 2012, this was 91 to 2010. Yeah. So it's very similar to last episode. I didn't even think about an that. An ancient kind of story. Yeah. And they were made. I don't know. 10, 20, 19 years apart or there are other like that. similarities too uh, right. which are interesting like brian adams like brian adams <laughs> like the uh we did mention this in the podcast but the actor who plays cardinal richelieu's right hand man the head of his the head of his guard the bad guy his main henchman that's right. the word i'm looking he for is because we talked about that in the episode yes. the guy i can't remember what, what his name is i can't remember something. what his name is either Rickner, michael rickner or something like that maybe uh but and, and he, he plays the sheriff of nottingham's right hand man yes cousin actually yes he plays the in main the henchman Kevin Costner, in robin hood also Prince of thieves yeah that was one um, it's all connected yeah. man it's all connected <laughs> that was one similarity and then the other similarity is uh to this shit it's not in the 1991 Robin Hood, but it is in the 2010 Robin Hood. It's actually centered around war between France and England right, from, a- from the viewpoint of the English, whereas the Three Musketeers was centered around war between France and England from the viewpoint of the French. Right. So that also was kind of a weird similarity between yep. the two that I wasn't necessarily expecting. So anyway, uh, just to sum it up, the two movies, and we've already mentioned both of them, but it was the 1991... Kevin Costner, Robin Hood versus Colin, Prince of Thieves. Yes, yes. Versus the 2010 Russell Crowe, Robin Hood. So the Rotten Tomato scores for these. Do you want to guess these? Um, I probably would have guessed higher for Prince of Thieves, except you said it's not critically acclaimed. I think you already told me what it was. Yeah. I think it was mid 30s, like 35 to 38. 49. Okay, so it's about half. Right. Also, again. Older movie, not a lot of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. There's people going back sometimes and going back, and then probably that this isn't as good as you remember because it was but, a '90s movie kind of thing. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a very popular movie. It was the second highest-grossing movie song. of '91. The song was, what was huge. The first? Wait, was it like oh, Jurassic you should know Park this or something? 
Wait, Guess again. 91? Yeah. Okay, it wasn't Last Action Hero. That was the same year as Jurassic Park, which was like 93, 94. 91? It was like T2 or something? Yes, it okay. was T2. Yeah, I was like, you will get this <laughs> if you think hard enough about it. So, so it wasn't going to beat that. No, of course not. But it was, other than that, it was the high, second highest grossing movie. Uh, what do you think the 2010 one got on Rotten Tomatoes? I can see idiots liking it, but I'm going to guess like 25. 43. Really? Yeah. 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 Ew. Yeah, I and know. If you can't tell how these reviews are kind of going to go. Oh, there is going to be... I, I'm not even hiding my contempt for the right. 2010 Robin Hood. Uh, so before we start off talking about the movies, I... I during my research, something I found interesting was if I had waited, this was a totally spur of the moment. I was not planning on doing these. I just literally, I literally wanted to watch the 1991 Robin Hood and found a way to fit it into the podcast. If I had waited a few months though, we would have actually had a reason to do these because it turns out... Kevin Costner's birthday or something? No, later on this year, they're doing another fucking Robin Hood movie. <laughs> oh, so we could have done all three. Yeah, no, I don't even know if I want to see the one... We could one. have done the old one and this one and not the 2010 one. Yeah, well, or who, we... Who's in the new one? Wait, let me guess. It's going to be like Skarsgård or something. No. Uh, what, like Alexander Skarsgård? Yeah. No, no. It's the main guy from Kingsman... Taron Egerton, one? yeah, the little guy. This is gonna be like the uh, what the hell's the Pacific Room guy's name? Where it's like some modern type shit, and he's gonna have modern clothes and haircut. You know what Aaron? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Not not um, a uh, King Arthur, the King Arthur. Eric, you fucking called it. That is, is amazing. It? It, it's gonna be just like that. I haven't seen anything about this, but I know it is. They're gonna so use as like modern I was, slang. As I was looking it haircut. up, as I was looking it up. And I was looking at who was in it and who was behind it. I went, holy shit, this is going to be just like King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. It and it has have, the same fucking writer. Yeah. It might have uh, Mark Strong in it still again, Oh, too. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, he could be in another Robin Hood movie. And another movie with a so, midget. Right. So the director of the 2018 Robin Hood is is nobody special. He's done some Peaky Blinders episodes. Which one? 2010? 2018. Oh, the new one. The one that hasn't come out yet. Colon, Manlet of Thieves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Prince of Manlets. Right. Like that. But um, but the writer is the same one as King Arthur. You're totally right. I think it's going to be anachronistic. I think it's going to be little Taron Egerton running around going, <laughs> we're going to take this, bruv. <laughs> yeah, bruv. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it just looks... It, it looks terrible. Uh, little John is played by Jamie Foxx. What? Yeah. And I feel like me he's and He's not you... even little enough to be at Ro- I guess he's big compared to the main <laughs> yeah. guy. But he's like, what is he, 5'11"? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he's totally it's normal sort of like height. in um, Starsky and Hutch. We're like, oh, he's... Not really small, small enough to be ironic. Yeah. It's kind of just average. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Foxx is going to be average John. Average John. <laughs> um, I, I feel like... talking about his dick or something. Yeah. I feel like the two of us are the only ones who don't like Jamie Foxx. Uh, he, I'm not, he's not nearly as negative to me as he is to you. I can sort of ignore him in most movies. He just seems like he tries to steal the scene, tries to choose some scenery usually. And it's yeah, just, he's just not too natural much of, He's not all. natural. He's too much of like just him every time he doesn't really become the new character every time and so it works for some things like i I thought he was hilarious in um horrible bosses yeah the motherfucker jones he wasn't bad in actually his character was annoying but not too bad in baby driver i really just i disliked him in baby driver because i felt like they should have switched the john barenthal role and the jamie fox role i I felt like jamie fox should have been that wasn't his fault no 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 i felt like jamie the jamie fox character 
should have been the little cameo that the John right. Barenthal role was. And then the John Barenthal role should have been the one causing all the problems. Because he's more of like a... He's more intimidating. Yeah, he seems like more intense, of a wild... Kind of an, yeah. Instead of this guy who you... Just being goofy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like the serious version of Motherfucker Jones, basically. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's all Baby Driver. So that is going to... So this 2018 movie is going to be a wreck. It's going to yeah. be a complete wreck. I'm... Maybe we'll see it if Movie Pass is still around at that point, but I don't even know if I want to see <laughs> yeah. it because uh, like oh, uh, with that. But anyway, if we had no, waited a few more about. months, we could have used this as a lead-in to talking about that. But instead, it has well, nothing to do with it. Now we'll have this one queued up so when people start searching, googling for Robin Hood, <laughs> they'll find this. I I feel like no one is going to be caring about <laughs> Robin no Hood after this one. Uh, I think the last Robin Hood movie to do well was the 1991 one. So anyway, we watched them in order of release. Of years. And also in order of me just wanting to watch the old Robin Hood movie. Oh, another thing about the 2018 one. It's funny because they it's even billed on twenty on IMDb as a gritty take on the classic tale. Like every Robin Hood movie. Yeah, when, what's the non-gritty take? The Disney one was like beep doo beep 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 beep. Or we have to go back to Errol Flynn or something. Yeah. Like, which ones were not gritty? Prince yeah. of or Men in Tights is yeah. the only one I can think of. Yeah. Which is uh, the best of any of these mentioned. Absolutely. So far. That is that is no. <laughs> No contest <laughs> with the cartoon being a close, a close second, second. <laughs> then prince of thieves probably oh uh, yeah yeah i but... can't whistle already <laughs> the dancing chicken dancing rooster sorry anyways we'll link to that right what was the name of that song it was something hilarious I, I, I do Damn not it. remember. It We've like looked this up before. I, well, I look it up every time I think <laughs> yeah. of it. So anyway, we started off by watching the 1991 version just because I wanted to watch it. And it is, it's a gritty take on the classic tale uh, where Robin Hood is coming back from the Crusades. And he comes back to find that his estate has been taken over by the evil sheriff of Nottingham and he is now an outlaw. So, I mean, it's just the classic Robin Hood story of him being an outlaw, right. stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, falling Training in love with Marion. The rejects and outlaws of Sherwood Forest to rise up against the... Sure. Yeah. So, I don't think there's too much more of a summary to give. No, other not really. Than that. It's pretty straightforward. Right. So, let's just go right into the ratings. So, the way that our rating system works is we have four different categories, acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. We'll give up to five points in each category. Whichever movie at the end gets the most points, we consider the better movie. Starting off with acting, I gave it a three. I was almost gave it a three. I gave it a two and a half. Okay. And the reason I didn't is I wanted to give it a three because overall, I, it was most people were at least just totally fine. And with the exception of a couple being pretty good, like I really liked Alan Rickman's character and there are a few that were really yeah. noticeable. But the worst probably was... Kevin Costner. Yeah. And he was the main character. Yeah. So, and he wasn't terrible, but he was noticeably worse than a lot of the other main characters. Yeah. So I had to bump him down, bump it down a little bit. And the, it wasn't even his acting, it was the way he delivered the lines. It was written as sort of like they didn't want to use modern, verna- not vernacular, but even just a, the parlance of our time. Modern dialect. So they writ- it was written like it was, uh, and it sounded like a kid trying to do a high school play, and mm-hmm. just it sounded like someone reading lines. So he didn't make it seem natural. So we are far from the first to make fun of the fact that 
Kevin Costner could not speak with a British accent. They that's even not re- even the issue. They even, re- they even reference it in Men in Tights. And that's really, like Eric like is saying, I'm that's the, not the... First Robin Hood with a real British accent. <laughs> yeah. Unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with a British accent. Yeah. Uh, so that is, that is well known and already well criticized. But it's, yeah, Eric is right. The way that he says the lines is very strange. And he rushes through them. It's stilted and he rushes through them. And it sounds like someone who just memorized lines that are written in a format that he doesn't talk in yeah and a lot of times uh, you know what i think like, what did you do to have such hatred in your heart for me like this will scarlet yeah you know what i mean yeah it sounded like they told him okay you've got five seconds to say a 10 second line and then he just blurted it out uh my theory on this is that he was trying to do a british accent and that was his way of maybe he had. It was like an affect more than an yeah, accent. Yeah, it though. was like he lacked confidence in the way that he was delivering the role because he knew he was supposed to be speaking with a British accent but couldn't. That's right. my personal and that's, take it on it. And that sort of just came out stilted. Yeah. And it wasn't horrible, but it is noticeable. Yeah. He's better as he goes through the movie. And when he's trying to act happy at the beginning is when he's the worst. And I was like, man, Kevin Costner should never smile. He should never (laughs) be joyful. So as he gets more angry at the situation, he fits the role better. But you're right. He was legitimately the worst. But I had to give it a three because, I mean, Alan Rickman chewing up the scenery is just so fun to watch. And apparently... He didn't want the role initially, and they gave it to him because they said, you can have free reign to do whatever you want. So he and he made up a lot of the dialogue. Or he worked, they said he worked with, like, some of his friends to come up with the dialogue. Like he or something wrote like, like that. It wasn't necessarily ad-libbed, but, like, he wrote yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't ad-libbed necessarily right then and there, but he would come back and be like, I want my character to say this. Did he come up with the spoon line? I don't know. I'm guessing it was probably something. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, I mean, he's got really good chemistry with the guy that... Pl- plays his cousin, the henchman that we were talking about who was also in Three Musketeers. I will say, I think that Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio did a good job she as Marion. Yeah. I really, I, I I feel like she did a more than just fine. That's I thought I mean. she All did a these, very good like, job. Most yeah. of the main characters did well. Morgan Freeman is probably the only actor that could have made his character work. I would say right. his character itself is not very good, but Morgan Freeman has such natural charisma. Like gravitas and yeah. stuff to everything he says. The, every line he says is pretty memorable. He's able to make them funny. and right. Yeah, so it's also... One thing I wondered while watching it this time is Christian Slater doesn't do a British accent either. No, but he's supposed to be his like, well, brother. That's, yes, I'm wondering if that was purposeful, if they're like, okay, the two of them are, should be the only two who don't have British accents, or if Christian Slater just couldn't do it. Did Marion do one? I don't even remember. Yes. She did? Okay. Yes, she did. She had a British accent. And Morgan Freeman had his had his Moorish, Moorish accent. Yeah, but everyone else had some kind of accent that at least didn't stand out too badly. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. And there were it didn't enough... bother me. I mean, I'd only half yeah. a point difference. I was just saying it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. He is the main actor in the yeah. movie. So right. I bumped it down a little bit. Right. Okay. So moving... But if you just find anywhere between two and a half and three and a half, I'd say for the whole movie overall. Sure. Sure. Um, but to Depends me... Depends on which impacts you more. Yeah. I, I got enough enjoyment out of watching the rest of the performances that I'm able to justify giving it a three. So what'd you say about visuals? I actually have an interesting score. I think you're going to be different. Okay. I said three and a half. I said three. So... And the reason is not that... Because I talk about this in a lot of the reviews. But all the visuals are good. There's nothing that looks crappy. Mm-hmm. Like the costumes are well done. Everything's physical effects, obviously, in 91. So nothing mm-hmm. looks retarded like that. They, uh, 
uh, good sets, real castles, stuff like that. But it's just the fact that so many things in this movie stuck with me over a period of like 20 or 30 years. Yes. That just there's just so many things that like I specifically remember the this exact scene and the way they set it up this very specific thing they did here this way and so many of those things like there's movies that I've watched because I've only seen this movie probably once maybe twice before this mm-hmm. but I've remembered these things for you know 20 years yeah no I mean I I gave it a little bit lower than yeah. you but I I agree the visuals work yeah in they this work movie. Very, really well for what they're trying to do they have yeah. the impact that they need to have so at the time. often we say well the visuals are fine but they don't but they lack impact this, this is an example of what is doing it the right way right and eric is right it's so memorable and Even I, cheesy stuff like him shooting the hangman's noose rope you know with bow and arrow stuff like that tension, goofy. there's memorable. tension yeah. it's done the right way they do like a slow motion at the right time, not just some bizarrely <laughs> like an X versus Sever or something. <laughs> it's you know stuff like that. It's just it just they make it work. It does it well, right? And not amazingly, you know, epically, but it works. It's better than average. So some specific examples. We I have complained before about '90s movies not being able to accurately portray grime. This movie is the opposite of that. Everyone in this movie does a really good job of making people look grimy and gross and bad teeth. And, and like the witch lady is really creepy and her right. hovel room that she lives in is dank and gross. Right. And- you know, I'm watching this movie thinking, how did anybody have sex back then? Right. Like, I'm thinking you know? this too, like gross shit. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm even looking at the richer people thinking that in the movie. So it actually, especially for 90s movies and so many 90s movies struggle to not look 90s. This and, one, and it has... Also, yeah. yeah, and then also, though, you would see some movies where they'll go out of their way just to gross you out. Yeah. Where it's like close up among some guy's rotting teeth or mm-hmm. something. This one, it just seemed like it was a pretty realistic yeah. representation of it. Right. It wasn't trying to make them like Troy style where they're all like super shaved and yeah. perfect looking even though they're in yeah. ancient Greece. and But it's also not just trying to gross you out by showing everything they do being disgusting either. Right, right. So I... I can't, you know, maybe I maybe I actually underscored it a little bit, but I would say it's not like super amazing visuals. That's the reason I didn't but, give it higher yeah. is because there's nothing in it that is super amazing looking in and of itself. It just yeah. works. So if it was amazing looking and works, that's how you get a four, mm-hmm. four and a half, stuff like that. Right. But So I think above it's above average though. That's why I put three and a half. Yeah. And we've talked before how three is really above average. Yes. Yes. All right. So so far we're uh we're we're neck and neck. Um go moving on to structure. What'd you say about structure? I said three. I said two. Two. Um maybe I yeah, maybe that's under it's not under I mean I, I, so I, I will say... If we're saying that two and a half is mine average... Mine more character motivations, I would okay. say. So I would say the this isn't a weakness or necessarily a strength. I would say the movie's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything unique in ter- or risky in terms of the yeah. way the movie's structured. It's right. very just... You, motivation's really obvious. It's like a revenge slash take back the stuff that's taken from you, and it just proceeds pretty straightforward yeah. from the beginning to the end. I, I but it makes sense. It I flows. think for me, it really it did bother me that Robin Hood himself is a totally selfish character. 
everything he does, he's not thinking about other people. And the movie does... I think you see an arc, though, because you see the part yeah. where they get attacked by the Celts and everything, and he starts to realize, like, shit, I did this. Now these people are all dead because I rallied them to my cause kind yeah. of thing. They don't really go anywhere with it. And nothing happens. But... He doesn't change because of it. So maybe if this was the first of several movies or the beginning of, like, a TV show, right. I felt like there wasn't the character arc. He kind of got to the top of the arc... And then there was no... And then it ended there. Yeah. So, it, so throughout he, they, most of the movie, I was kind of like, Jesus, this guy is just... He's still just a spoiled brat. He's yeah. just... Now he's spoiled in the forest instead of being spoiled in a castle. Right. And the it, you're right. The movie does deal but, with that, but it mm -hmm. did bother me. Interesting. But that is, that is again, only one aspect of it, too. Yeah. I think the things that they got right is it was good with balancing their tone, mm -hmm. having little bits of, you know, kind of humorous stuff, but not getting goofy, not really trying to be a funny movie. Okay, how but about it this? I'm going to bump it up half a point. I'm okay. going to say two and a half, because I think... Now that I'm talking about it, I'm having difficulty justifying calling it average. worse than average. Yeah. I would say the structure is right. And average. the reason I think I would put it slightly above is because I agree with you on the writing of the characters and the story being basic, but the tone, like I said, was good. It, it had creepy stuff, um, pretty intense. It's an R-rated movie, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. a kid's movie. Actually, it's PG-13. What? I was wrong about that. What? Yeah. I thought for sure it was R-rated at it's the PG, time. It's PG-13, and but it feels R-rated. And that no actually, way. I could have sworn it was R-rated. I could have sworn it was R-rated too, because I always made fun of the fact that my grandfather took me to see this when I was yeah. six years old. And it well, they did a good job of making me. it gritty, they but made, also having it not be you know super super dark or whatever. It does not. Yeah, dark. it does not feel like an R-rated movie, and that's a compliment to a PG-13 movie. You mean it doesn't feel like a PG-13 movie? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. It feels like an R-rated movie, which is a compliment to a PG-13 exactly. movie. Yes. And. Uh, Pacing is good. There's no parts that really drag. The story proceeds mm -hmm. as it should, things like that. Yeah. So I'd say the story and characters maybe could use a little work, average. Mm -hmm. and then But there's other elements that are done pretty well. And the fact that when everything's even done average and nothing is dragging it down, that almost makes it above average, which is in a weird way. Yeah, but that is probably mostly compared to the movies that that's we're watching for relative. this podcast. Yeah, that's just a We're not talking thing. about all the good movies that no. we watch all the time. All right, so what did you say for entertainment? I said three. I said three also. Yeah. This is a very Slightly easy Slightly above movie average. I enjoy it. It's memorable, mm -hmm. but it's not going to rock your world. This is a movie that I will watch again. Right. We watched a copy that I have. Right. So I, I have seen this movie probably four times, I've including... I've probably seen it two or three, maybe. Yeah, so I think I got it in a $5 Walmart yeah, bin point, many years ago. You. And as I was queuing up the DVD to start, it's... It's such a shitty DVD. Like, all of the special features, I'm doing air quotes, right. are just, like, screens with stuff written on them that now you can go find on IMDb. Which so it was like a DVD that was obviously before everyone had the internet. or something? Yeah, yeah. They were like, look at other movies Morgan Freeman has been in. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really need this DVD to tell me that. Yeah, they, they, they like, did for every... selection. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> Moving menu. Yeah, what a special feature. <laughs> yeah. For Alan Rickman, because all the main actors, they gave you other movies they've been in. Alan Rickman, they didn't even fucking list Die Hard. Really? I'm like, how can you not list Die Hard in Alan Rickman's when was filmography? 89? Uh, 87? Okay. Was it that early? Let me look this up. We can't. It was definitely before this. Yes, it was definitely before this. We can't let this one go. I... My guess is 87. I was going to guess 88 or 88. You're okay. right. So, so, yeah, how could you not put. It, 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 whatever. It's like his most po his most famous role, I would guess. 
Yeah, maybe Harry Potter is well, more. Well, certainly at the famous. time. I yeah, mean, but yeah, but at the time 91. of the release of this DVD, the yeah, Hans Gruber is definitely the role right. he would have been remembered this is his breakout for. Breakout role, I would say. Yeah, I um. Yeah. So go through. So your I got scores. two and a half, three and a half, three and three for a total of twelve. And I said three, three, two and a half, three for eleven and a half. I'm actually surprised that you rated this movie a little bit higher than me. Yeah, but honestly, still 11 and a half, 12. Those are high scores for what right. we would normally have on here. So this this is, uh, yeah, this is definitely one of the better movies that we've watched. And I don't know, I haven't read all the critics' reviews, but I don't know what their criticisms are yeah. of it. And then, God, I've still been singing that stupid song ever since <laughs> we watched this. I just walk around the Brian house, Adams. like, belting it out. So that one, even more so than the Titanic one, is like, I understand why it was super popular and that still sticks with me yeah but moving on to the next robin hood movie from the year 2010 this was the new take on robin hood they were trying to be all creative and basically just made a big muddled mess in my opinion yes so the story so i yeah the the this movie maybe i should save this for the end but i'll, I'll say it watching this movie and my scores are reflective of this Reminded me a lot, a lot of that uh, King Arthur Clive Owen movie. Right, where they, they mix in weird historical stuff that, well, maybe isn't way out of the realm of the time period and stuff. It just totally distracts from what you're expecting to get. It's yeah. a totally non sequitur, total non sequitur yeah. almost to the normal story. So they basically start with the Lionheart King, whatever, with a Prince Henry? Richard. Or Prince Richard, yeah. So he's on his quest in the uh, Crusades. There's this guy, one of his soldiers is actually this guy named Robin Longstride. Mm -hmm. It's not even Robin Loxley. Right. Or it was Robert Loxley. Robert Loxley. So one of the king's main guys is Robert Loxley. And then this random archer is Robin Longstride. So right off the bat, you're like, well, something weird's going on here. Yeah. And he's kind of the the Longstride character who is Russell Crowe. He's kind of this, not sleazy, but he's like a hustler. He's scamming people on this little shell game. And he's just basically one of the lower level soldiers. He's just an archer. He's a total commoner. Right. Yeah. So in one of these battles, which is a sea, and they, they also present the king as being kind of a, I don't know, a out of poorly touch. motivated, out of touch kind of guy. He's just, he. they even said he like wasted all his stuff and now he's plundering his way back trying to get some riches after wasting it all on the crusades and yeah. trying to convince people to just stay with him for glory and riches or whatever. Yeah. And he gets injured in this battle. He's basically shot in the neck and they're like, he falls over. Ah, the king is dead. They never show him die. And I'm assuming that he was supposed to come back in the next movie. He's not actually dead. I, I, but in the movie, the king's basically dead. The Robert Loxley character, who's a knight, is taking his helmet back to the, the queen and uh, Prince John to say the king is dead or whatever. And at this moment, the um, I'm probably going too in depth here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop Anyways, you because yeah. I was like, this is all structure stuff. It's but all done. Anyway, I think it, so I think the it helps. I think it's going to help explain Loxley why. Loxley dies. Longstride takes his place so he can leave the war. Basically pretends to be him, but then once the maid Marion, who is actually already married to Loxley, mm -hmm. him and his father find out that he died. They make they make him continue to pretend to be him so that they cannot lose the property. So, and then there's weird shit with the Magna Carta and all this other nonsense. So the point of me letting Eric go through to that level of detail is to show you guys that this is not a Robin Hood story. No. This, if is, this is one of those movies that if you'd changed the names, even just the names, none of the dates mm -hmm. or anything, but if they had different names and you're like, this is King 
Boagrius, and that you would never for a second be like, this is kind of ripping off yeah. Robin Hood. It the, would not even enter your mind for half a second. This is just a story of medieval England and the Crusades and some fights with France and the right. beginnings of the Magna Carta. It has nothing to do with Robin Hood. That's why it reminded me a lot of that Clive Owen King Arthur, because right. that was not a King Arthur movie. It no. was just... A story and even, about even, the end of the Roman Empire in Britain. The Sheriff of Nottingham is a nothing character in this. Yeah. He's like a mid-level bureaucrat who's just sort of interested in collecting taxes. He yeah. doesn't even become like Robin Hood in the sense that he's going to start fighting for the commoners and against the crown and stealing all the, the riches until the last three minutes of the movie. They literally say at the end of the movie, there's these uh, rolling credits to say, and thus begins the story of Robin. And you're yeah. like, what? Which makes me think that's we're going to bring back uh, Richard the Lionheart. He wasn't actually dead. He's going to come back eventually. So That was the plan. But there's not going to be another one because this movie was crap. It 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 didn't necessarily flop, but the budget was so high and it didn't really and it no one really was didn't, it didn't it. really make its money back and this movie fucking sucks this movie sucks you guys i really i really hate it i this struggled movie. with this one because i was trying to even score it lower and in some areas i really couldn't but i didn't struggle with this one uh, i feel good about my scores for it so let's go right into it what yeah, do you what, give for acting i said two and a half i said two so because the acting is not the problem no th- that's the thing there are, there's a lot of accomplished good actors you've got kate blanchett you've got russell crowe Max von Sydow, you've there got... There are casting issues. There are casting you got Mark so, Strong, so, but nothing terrible. So to me, I think the, weakest... the best one is Max von, von Sydow. Yeah. He did a really good job as an old man just trying to make it work for his family. Um, I think William Hurt did fine as right. a character that really shouldn't even exist in the Robin Hood story. He right. was like someone who just wanted to get the Magna Carta created, but mm-hmm. he did fine. Russell Crowe did fine... But he's way too old for the role. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly in lore how old Robin Hood is supposed to be, but I would guess late 20s. I would guess a young person. Maybe yeah. early 30s. Even Kevin Costner was pushing it in right. his mid 30s. He seemed a little old, but. Right. Uh, but I mean, Russell Crowe is 45 yeah. in this movie. He's that is not, an old guy. Yeah. And I appreciated that they picked an actress who was his age, who's also over 40, but made Marion being right. over 40. And then. But in this story, she was supposed to have already been married 10 years ago that's, to Loxley. That's fine. So. But it all, it, it all goes hand in hand with this issue that this is not a Robin Hood story. No, exactly. They yeah. changed the whole story. It's why even right. bother making this Robin Hood. So it did. Nothing. It did actively bother me while I was watching it, the casting of two older people in these roles that should have been late 20s. So that was probably why the only reason I gave it a little bit lower. Right. Than but it was did. hard to find fault with act. And I mean, there was even things like chemistry. I mean, it was just so... It was fine. It was yeah. fine. There was so nothing of a story that that's not yeah. really the, the problem here is the acting casting is not the issue of this movie right exactly so moving on to visuals what did you give them? i said two i said two and a half okay because uh, again the visuals are not the problem with this no movie. they do lack the impact that they, the other one does but they're really well done they don't fuck, fuck around with uh, cgi in mm-hmm. any parts that i noticed yeah they have good battle scenes and stuff everything looks fine the worst, there's nothing wrong with that yeah the worst thing that i can say about the visuals in this is it looks 
a lot like Gladiator because it was right. directed by the same guy as Gladiator. Exactly. And so, but that's not a bad it's, thing. It's it, just like I said, that's the worst thing. If I you've can never say about seen it. Gladiator, if certainly that's not a negative for this movie. But if you have seen Gladiator, it's distracting. How much? Well, this basically, looks like it's Gladiator. just go watch Gladiator. It's better in yeah, every way. Exactly. That's, so that's the only real problem is that it makes you compare it negatively to a better movie. Right. And we were calling it Badiator <laughs> while Bad-iator. we were watching because that's basically it. they wanted to do something like that again. Yeah. And they just and I mean to Russell Crowe is doing the exact same character. Right. He looks the same. He talks the same. It, even his dialogue is similar. His cadence is similar. His right. reactions to things. I mean, it's it's Badiator. That's what this movie is. <laughs> uh, so I again don't have much to say about the yeah, visuals. That's pretty much it. So moving on to structure. I said one and a half. I could, Whoa! I could. There's no way I could give it less than that. Because the only issues with this movie's structure, as bad as they are, well, you think that was too high? Let me way tell you how high? I can give it lower yeah, than well, that. From, like, I think it's way too high. Look at the other movies that we've put that low. Yes. You know what I mean? I and, did. I always do. I always compare my scores to all other right, movies. But like, this is my point, is that the all the problems with this movie are story. There's no other major issues. I mean, pacing is no, horrible. No, I don't think that's true. But the, like, the, the way the movie's made, they've... You know, in terms of technically, yeah, there's not really any major problems with it. It's all about like story pacing stuff like that. So technically, in proficient in terms of making a film, it's not that bad. It's just an awful, dumb story, way too long. There's no reason for almost anything to happen in the movie. Anyway, you probably you gave, what'd you give it a one. I gave it a half. A half. I gave it a zero point five. I thought this. I thought the structure of this movie was horrible. It was first bad. of all. It was very first bad. of all. It's not a Robin Hood story. I took off a half point for that. Just right for that. there. Just for that. Yes, it's called Robin Hood and it's not a Robin Hood story. You know what? You can't be you can't be average if you've already lied to me. That's not one and a half is story. hardly average. I know, I know. But you can't be average if you've already lied to me about what your story is right. gonna be. So that's two right there. Uh, way too long. This movie is over it was two and a half long. hours long. Definitely too long. And it was so pacing boring. issues. Yeah, pacing long and boring. Issues. But that's what I mean. It, it was just long and boring and it wasn't even that the story was potentially that was particularly bad. It just wasn't a Robin Hood story, and it was long and boring. So the central conflict of this movie is not about the Crusades. It's about France wanting to invade England. Now the King of England, after Richard's ostensible death, is now King John, his younger brother. And King John's uh, most trusted confidant has turned against him to work with the French. They gave no reason for that. This guy who grew up with him, who loved him, blah, 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 just all of a sudden turns on him for no reason. Well, he was just supposed to be, he even says, like, you're British, though, when it suits me. He just wanted to be Yeah, but why? Why? Why him? Right. I mean, so they don't give you huge motivation, but it's not something that's totally nonsensical. Well, what did you you rate, like, X versus Sever in movies like that? I I gave X versus Sever a zero. A zero. Yes, and okay. I and you argued with me about that one too. And then I said I gave it a zero because I said if it got worse than this, it would get better. So but that's not true of this movie. No, so that's why it's not a zero. It's just right. a point but five. But a point five means it's it, mostly nonsensical. And the it's characters, not anywhere near nonsensical. The it's just boring. The characters' reactions to things that happen don't make sense. So I don't a necessarily lot of, agree with that. So I said it's just to me. So it's the beginning just of this movie, they try to set Robin Hood up. As being this honest, salt-of-the-earth man. They even said it. So, like, like the king comes through the barracks in disguise. Because he... I don't know why. They didn't tell us why. He's just walking through the barracks. And he accidentally gets punched because Robin Hood is in a fight with Little John. Because Little John called him a liar and he wasn't a liar. So then that started a fight. So then the king's walking through. 
and he gets punched by Robin Hood. And then he just decides then and there to be like, I want to hear what the soldiers think of me. So then Robin Hood is such an honest man. He tells the king exactly what he thinks of him. And he's like, oh, you have so much integrity, blah, blah, blah. And then he puts him in the fucking stocks. And the only reason for that is so that those four characters wouldn't die in the battle that was coming up. Right. Like the king had no reason. The king was happy with his answer. So then all of a sudden he gets put well, in the stocks. I don't think he was happy stocks. with it. He so, was supposed to be pissed off. He was just, he was acted like he was happy that he was honest but the point was supposed to be that he really wasn't yeah that he had that he you know was pretending like he wanted so, to hear the truth so but you're then trying was to like, set up this like honest character who then goes and steals somebody's identity to basically defect from the from like he so that character so the character of robin hood didn't make a lot of sense well they told they were supposed to set him up like a tell it like it is not like a particularly saintly character and when he stole the guy's identity it was because the guy was already dead yeah and he was just trying to escape it didn't it didn't strike me as being super incongruent mm-hmm. it just so that motivation his, does make sense so his his friends will scarlet little john and then this third one named alan adale who i had never heard of but is part of the robin hood tale do nothing yeah, they're they're not. They do they but I'm telling of, you, this was supposed to be along. like the or they were planning on making fine. more movies. But all these things were just in there for a later movie that right. never Which happened. Which is lame. And they played it's no part average, in this movie. It, and they made it long and they made it bloated and I hated it. I just I'm not arguing it. that this was good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I'm just saying t- the difference between a one and a half and a half is you're saying that the movie is literally can't get any worse. It can get maybe a little bit worse, but not noticeably worse. And that it doesn't make sense. Like, think about them. Like, an X versus Severus, shit would just happen. You had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like, this movie, you, you at no point was I wondering what was going on. It was just lame and boring. It was way too long, way too slow, and you don't care. And yeah. that makes, and so that's why I did it of one and a half. For it to be a one or a point five. Sometimes I didn't know it what has was to, going on. So they set up, like, the kids, in the, the kids in the woods. For- yeah. Like, th- there were supposed to be this group of kids in the woods who wreaked havoc well, they were um, just, because they, they were just setting up the Sherwood Forest right. Well, they made some comments about how they, because of the poverty and the extra taxes, and no one had any money and stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. Just everything was just like, oh, come on. Oh, right. Come That's why on. it got a low score of one and a half. Yeah. But you're, you're saying it was like, it couldn't be worse, basically. I can eke out... A half more point. I I'll give it a one since you disagree with me. I think you're being so... exceptionally harsh based on the fact that you hated it. I did hate it, but I you don't have to it. change it. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying that's hard to justify in my I think, mind. So I made this huge list of things that happened for no reason. It like you know the honesty thing, the getting put in stocks, Marion being angry, or like her her intense anger at Robert of Loxley's father's desire for robin to pretend to be robert she was really angry about that and they really she really didn't have a reason to be because it benefited her i mean it puts her in a bizarre awkward situation but But like but then then she you know when he came to share the room and she was like if you come in my bed i'm gonna stab you like things like that like that didn't make any sense for that character's motivation yeah so other than the um the social kind of uh I don't know what's the word. I'm like I said, they at the could've... time, that would be very, very unusual for some guy you didn't know to be like sharing the room with you and stuff. Not really. That's basically what her wedding was. 
Right, but I mean, before being married. <laughs> Obviously, the weddings were like arranged and stuff, but to have an yeah. unmarried Well, that's couple why I said the if together. they had wanted him to come across as a good character, what he should have walked into the room and said, Do you take the bed, I'll take the right. floor. Instead of her threatening to murder him if he yeah. got into the bed. So things, little tweaks like that would have made the characters make a lot more sense. Right. But the movie but just wanted him to have disastrous. It just like, made it lame and boring. The accumulation of them was disastrous, I would say. To, and, I would say it was disastrous to your entertainment and things like that, but in terms of how it relates to other movies, yeah, whatever. And obviously. I would say it's funny because I looked up some stuff about the Robin Hood tale and uh, some stuff about England at the time, and this movie was very clearly more interested in being historically accurate than it was interested in being Robin Hood. entertaining. <laughs> or being just Robin Hood at all. Right. Because even things like, because I was wondering, do you remember Prince John, who's played by Oscar Isaac? Yeah. The way that he is introduced is his wife is locked outside of the room while he is fornicating with this French princess. Right. And the whole purpose of the... And then eventually he annuls his marriage to that wife and he marries the French princess. The movie could have just not shown the first wife. Right. She played no part in the movie. They were just trying to set up his character and the the relationship. Well, what I think is... Somebody read that that's really what happened. He yeah. really did have a first wife that he annulled his marriage right. to. Because that's a historical character. So they wanted to include that just for the sake of showing that Right, but it historical. had no part in the movie. No. And that's why this movie's bloated and too long. Because yeah. of a bunch of little shit like that. Right. And as you're watching it, it just all... It just kind of slapped me in the yeah. face every time that happened. So I guess you're right. My point five was a reaction to how much I hated it, which this isn't necessarily the correct section to let that affect. Although, some of the other ones I gave 0.5, I gave 2012.5, and you didn't argue with me that much. I think this movie was as messy as 2012. Uh, Point taken, maybe, potentially. Yeah. But it was so much... um... And Lone Ranger. I think this movie was as messy as The Lone Ranger. Yeah, Lone Ranger, though, we were like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Lone Ranger had tone issues. This movie this, did not right, have this tone one did not issues. Have, 2012 had tone issues too, obviously. Yeah. Not that that's huge, but it had a lot of other things other than just yeah. a story that was... Okay, no, I will I will raise it up a half point to adjust for my emotional reaction to it. <laughs> but I think moving on to entertainment is going to be no surprise I gave this a 0. 0.5. I gave it a 1. I had a hard time watching yeah. this movie. I think I, it kept me in a little bit in the for the first half. When I was like, oh, this is weird. He's going to pretend. And I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen. But it really, as soon as I realized that they were starting to drag and like, this isn't going to be a Robin Hood story even. It took a long time for us to realize that because about 40 minutes in, and you're like, we were like, we haven't, they haven't even started a Robin Hood story right. yet. He's about to just meet uh, Marion and everything. Yeah. And you're 30, 40 minutes in and you're just like, uh, and only really curiosity kept me watching it. If it wasn't for the podcast, I and probably would have turned it off. I, I would have certainly turn this off i actually wanted to turn it off and take it up at a different point especially when i I paused to go to the bathroom or something we had like 45 minutes left yeah and i was like yeah this was a really really difficult movie to make it through it's the only reason i think i put a one is because there was only a few minor things that i didn't really understand most of the time for whatever reason that is what gets me the most and mm-hmm. is not knowing what's even going on and a boring movie that you don't know what's happening is really no reason to watch it in this one for the vast majority of what was going on i i knew what was supposed to be happening i just didn't fucking care yeah <laughs> but it was just a just weird enough that i kind of wanted to see what they were going to do with it 
But for the pa- the last 30 minutes was rough to get through, I'd say. Yeah. And it was not much of a climax either. No, it was nothing. It was like this, it was this fairly quick battle between France and England. And then the French king just goes, oh God, they're fighting back too hard. Go back, go back. We didn't expect back. this. And then Marion shows up in the battle in full battle garb for no people. reason. Yeah. I laughed, I, I laughed fairly heartily at that because <laughs> it was, it was so preposterous. Right. That was it another was thing. Ridiculous. Yeah, that was like, why did she join this battle? What the hell is she doing? She has no reason to be here. Yeah. But it was just supposed to be us, our like, Huzzah right. moment. Oh, man. She's such a badass yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So um, it's funny because you get bothered by being confused about what's going on. I get bothered. You get more bothered by character motivations. I get bothered I by character motivations. And I also, we haven't come across this too many times, but I do get very bothered when the movie is not what it promises to be. Right. So that's why I keep going back to that King Arthur Clive Owen movie. And this I put this on because I wanted to watch a King Arthur movie. Right. Why are you calling this King Arthur yeah. or Robin Hood if you're just going to be like, oh, we're going to make it so... Oh, this whole movie is just to subvert your expectations. Yeah. So, uh, well, you did it. I thought it was a Robin Hood movie, and it's not. And it's not. <laughs> so I hate it. Expectations subverted. <laughs> yeah. I also hate it. Yeah. It's like if you got a fillet of fish in your Whopper, and you're like, oh, he subverted your expectations. Yes, you did. Now give me my money back. <laughs> right. I didn't fucking <laughs> pay I didn't for it. Because I didn't order fish. this. Yeah. <laughs> and another one that uh, just came out recently, The Cloverfield Paradox, same thing. Well, that was basically that a was, scam. That wasn't even yeah. like a, we're trying to subvert your expectations. Yeah, that was even, that was more than basically. That read, was uh, an read tony's tweets about it live tweeting her experience my brain broke during the cloverfield paradox (laughs) that would be like an example of a half point structure or something it seems like that one might have been a zero i'd have to think about that so you didn't see that one but that one might be a zero structure right because because any worse and it would have been legitimately exactly it would have been hilarious if it (laughs) was was slightly worse so it would get better from (laughs) that point but the things that happened in the movie the character motivations the story itself the whole back like trying to fit it into a cloverfield i think that is a zero i think that is just as bad as ballistic x versus sever yeah so yeah okay so i do have to say this one is more than a half point better it's, than cloverfield yeah. noticeably better structurally than right that. it's just like i said it's bloated it's lame it's boring yeah but it's not but it just the there's something that really worst. it angers me when you lie to me about the movie that yeah. i signed on to watch so all right go through your scores again two and a half two one and a half one so i got seven and i said two two and a half one point five for a total of six so we gave yeah we gave robin hood 23 and a half points total we gave this one 13 points total so obviously i mean the 1991 our combined scores on the second one were almost equal to our individual scores yeah yeah good point so these are there is no comparison oh i forgot to mention one of the things i wrote down a couple goofy things from the first robin i didn't write almost nearly as much except oh there was something from the 2010 robin Hood, which maybe i fucked this up you'll have to google it okay. and you can edit me out if i did fuck it up so i don't okay. sound retarded or leave it in. okay it doesn't matter. <laughs> but at the beginning of the 2010 movie they mentioned that this is happening at the turn of the 12th century and then they show the date and it's 1199 which would be the turn of the 13th century. Yeah. Because zero to ni- year zero to 99 is the first century. Yeah. So this, the second century is 
101 to one. So it's always ahead of it. So, so I the uh, 1200 to 1300 is the 13th century. So I can't confirm. But I am right that the turn of the century is the beginning. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're definitely right. So this movie took place at the turn of the 13th century. Right. You are alleging that they said the turn of the 12th century. In the beginning, the... the uh, um, credit things it's not called credit what do they call that the opening whatever it is i don't know yeah yeah i can't think of opening what that's roll, called the opening whatever. scroll yeah. i mean in star wars it's scroll could have sworn but... it said the turn of the 12th century yeah because I... in my head i'm like oh wait what would that make that and then they said 1199 yeah i don't know i i either wasn't reading or wasn't listening so uh can't confirm or disconfirm that anyways and but... then in the first one these are mostly funny okay but the first one is this thing, and this cropped up in a lot of movies, and that's why I wrote it down, because I've seen it in multiple movies, where there'll be a battle scene, and this was when the Celts were <laughs> yeah. invading Sherwood Forest. I know what you're going to say, yeah. And they'll, like, drag some woman out of a hut and, like, rip her shirt off, and so she'll, like, shake her tits. Like, <laughs> I mean, it didn't show anything in this movie, yeah. but it was, uh, it almost did. And uh, and they're just start, like, ravaging them right there in the middle of the battlefield while there's people, like, chop, like, you would wait, I think, at least, like, ten minutes yes. to not, like, literally, the person you're trying to kill is standing behind, like, this, this girl's what a uh, husband yeah. is like right behind you with an axe <laughs> or her brothers and cousins and yeah. like you're not just going to stand there tearing your shirt while like arrows are flying right. over you even the people are fighting the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people are literally fighting three feet away from you <laughs> yeah. and you're like tearing this girl's shirt off like, yeah 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 that's funny and then at the beginning of that fight the, an alarm is set off where this guy like <laughs> shoots an arrow into the he's this guy in a tower sees the Celts coming over the hill he shoots an arrow into the ground in like a specific spot yeah. and then someone sees the arrow and so it's like okay he sent him the signal yeah. and then the guy's like Rah! and like screams <laughs> the and Celts like, are here yeah, yeah why couldn't the guy in the tower just scream <laughs> yeah <laughs> he had this like silent was... alarm yeah yeah the silent alarm that then they just that screamed they scream. about <laughs> he tells him silently to yell as loud as he can yeah so I should have I wanted to you had mentioned wanting to do this and i i didn't confirm it so i probably didn't give you enough time to think about it but oh, shit. yeah what? but you had mentioned wanting to talk about specific uh parts of movies that stuck with you always well we can childhood. at least talk about this robin hood movie specifically. yeah so let's talk about and that interestingly because, enough yeah the uh um, animated Robin Hood had a few th- yeah. images that really just like got burned and seared into my brain for whatever. And they're not even powerful in any particular way, but like the chicken, <laughs> these chickens playing badminton in the uh, animated one and losing the birdie like in their dress and then like lifting up their feathers <laughs> like, like it's a dress and being like, <laughs> and the rooster going like, pew, 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 so let me back up and say why we're talking about this because uh, it, because uh, you were traumatized. I Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is traumatized me as a child. Absolutely. This is 91. So you were six. I was six. It ruined watching movies for me for a long time because at least by six-year-old standards yes by six-year-old standards so maybe like a year or something i had a hard time watching movies but it stuck with me for a long time because in the opening scene there is it's in a prison in we count us there's literally 20 or 90 seconds into the movie 40 seconds seconds into the movie 40 seconds into the movie a guy's hand gets cut off and it gets and it's shown 
So I, as a six-year-old... Because they're in the Middle East and it's for stealing. He's getting yeah. his hand chopped off. So I, as a six-year-old, curled up in the fetal position and stayed that way throughout the entire movie in the theater. And my, peeking out. Yeah, every once in a while I'd peek out and then I'd look out and something else bad would be going on. So I'd put right. my head back in between my legs. Um, it was my grandfather who took us to this. And it's just hilarious to me that he didn't... He just let me sit like that the whole right. time. Yeah, so Eric... Eric was like, well, why don't we think about parts of movies that always stuck with us, good or bad? Right. And uh, since that is, that's the first one I always think of. So this movie always kind of holds a special place in my heart because watching this movie, it took me like 10 years to watch it again because that traumatized me so much, always stuck with me. And then finally, when I was a teenager, my mom was like, you know, you really shouldn't be scared of this anymore. Why don't you try watching it? And then I liked it. So, uh... I wrote down a few other ones. For me, it was like the large Marge scene in Pee Wee's like yeah. big adventure. I had a similar also. one where, um, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, when he I don't remember the, the shoe. No, not the a shoe. A lot of people talk like about the, the melting the shoe. Yeah. Violence never really like bothered me. Mm-hmm. There wasn't stuff like that that really stuck with me or traumatized me. Yeah, but. The he goes after what he thinks is Jessica Rabbit, and it turns around. It's like this hideous one, and it's like oh, and starts running after him. Yeah, like that traumatized me, and uh, I would have nightmares about that shit. And then one that really like shocked me, shook me. I was shook, as they say, was this uh, Looney Tunes. Where they have to like share a bean. I knew like, you were gonna so talk about this. Hungry. Yeah. They have like a, a bean that he slices, <laughs> and it's so thin you can like see through it. It's clear, yeah. Yeah. and he slices the bread so thin that it like hovers down like a leaf on his plate. I'm like, as a kid, you're like, no, what a horrible existence is this. I knew so you were food. gonna mention that. That one. is yeah. like shook. I was shook at the time. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of other ones that just like. Stuff like Big Trouble in Little China that stuck in my big head. Big Trouble in Little had China had a lot of big unique because vi- they're really unique, and I wasn't yeah. scared by it. They just remembered it. For, so for, for me, so long. it wasn't even so much the movie itself, Big Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. My dad really loved that movie, so he yeah. quoted it a lot. So it was funny because. Um, we had a version that we taped off of TV, so it was an edited version. Yeah. And there was a part that Jack Burton is supposed to say, son of a bitch must pay. Yeah. And whatever version we had, they took it out. My dad was so pissed every time. He'd always turn to us and be like, right there, he's supposed to say, son of a bitch must pay. <laughs> like, he would make sure that his two girls knew exactly what Jack See, Burton was supposed See, my mom was, was the one actually editing out that stuff like getting the tv version to make sure and my dad was pausing it to make sure we didn't miss it they took it out the best part and also uh in this is a really for years i I mean this is just related it's not something stuck in my head but for years in that scene i didn't know he goes hollow hollow fuck it he did in the version we have it he goes hollow hollow and then then because it doesn't show his face so they just completely eliminated that audio yeah and he just slices it yeah so uh this one is a very small part of big trouble in little china but my sister's name is grace and at the time it was not at all common to know other people named grace so we didn't come across this name very often and in big trouble in little china gracie law is the right. love interest and there's a point Kim where Charles jack burton character. goes where's gracie yeah. so like whenever my dad was wondering something about my sister or you know wondering where she was he'd be like head. where's gracie <laughs> so i always i always remembered that i'm never gonna forget that character's name that's for sure right. and then one more john carpenter thing also related to my dad he was again big john carpenter fan we went and saw escape from la in theaters yeah it was a 1996 movie we were, i was 11 years old 
And this is the movie where I learned <laughs> what cross-dressing and sex changes were. <laughs> because the Pam Greer character is actually supposed to be a former man. Right. So when she starts talking with a man's voice, we got out of the theater and I was like, Daddy, why did the woman have a man's voice? He like sat us down and talked to us about like when, when men like other men, what happens sometimes. Why can't I think of what that character's name Which, is? Uh, Hershey. Something Jones. No, before her being Holly Hershey. Uh, I don't I don't know. But I, I always liked it. Was, it was like Oklahoma Jones or something like that. I don't know, but at, since I was 11 years old, I, I love the idea that I might have known what a sex change was before I even knew what sex was. Wait, why can't I think of that? It was a, some sort of adjective, like, not not freak show, or like, oh, damn it, you gotta look this up now. I feel like I've tried to look this character up before, and it's not... It was quick draw, like, something like quick draw or something, but that's not the word I'm looking for. I don't think we're gonna find it. IMDb, it's not gonna it. be like Hershey slash Malone. Wait, something Malone. Shoestring Malone. Something goofy like that. All right. God give me a second. It. Hershey Las Palmas. Okay. Eric yeah, went and looked it up. Yeah, it's Carjack Malone. I got the Malone part. I remember that, but I couldn't remember what the adjective was. He could not I was like, what is function. It? Yeah, I was like, I have to get this out of my brain. <laughs> Carjack Malone. Okay. Carjack Malone. So this is when you learn. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I said, I, I like that I learned what a sex change was before I learned what sex was. Right. Well, you didn't explain how. Did I did. You, oh, you, you did? just weren't listening. Oh, I was thinking so hard. Yeah. I was like, well, why can I not remember what this is? Yeah, you were just completely shut down, uh, incapacitated by your inability to remember right. carjacks. So, I mean, I didn't have any um, enough time to prepare a lot of the things like that that stuck in my head. But I will say in the Prince of Thieves movies, the crazy witch lady yeah, and a few of the specific things she did, like scraping her nail on the blood and things mm-hmm. like that, really stuck with me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so do some... And that's what impactful visuals are. They don't have to be something that terrified you. A lot of them sometimes are you like them or just, just for whatever reason, it just sticks with you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, email address is faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at faintpraisetj. So thank you for listening and hopefully you will join us next week. Adios. Adios.